Hey everyone, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to personally um, send my love and support to all the victims and the families of the very, very unfortunate events that happened in Uvalde, Texas a week ago today. Um, The Boots and Whiskey podcast have a lot of friends and family and loved ones in Texas. Our hearts go out to them. No, as a as a parent myself, I can't even I can't even put myself in the shoes of the parents that have lost children and the families that have lost, you know, a future generation, um, a school district in a town that has lost nineteen beautiful children, and um, two educators and everything that goes with it. You know, this there's a lot that can be said. This show is not. Um, the one to say those things, but what's important is that our thoughts and our prayers and our focus is on something like this to never happen again, and it should have never have happened in the first place, but, you know, that's that's for a different outlet. My heart is with you, Uvalde, Texas. We love you here at the show, and that's, you know... Without further ado, I want to bring you the show. But there, we also have come into another tragedy as well on this show. A good friend of ours, Eric Lindquist, also passed away this past week. He was our guy over at Off the Rails on at, in Worcester. Um, beautiful venue there. Eric was a hell of a guy. Did a lot for the city of Worcester for local organizations for the sports teams for you know a little bit of everybody so today's show i thought i really thought long and hard about not even putting out a show this week but you know the show came out last week before what happened in uvalde and before we heard about eric's passing so i felt like we needed to keep going because i think that's what we need to do is we just need to keep going um so this episode with mccartney reiner is in honor of Uvalde and to our dear friend Eric Lindquist. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. And it left the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Trap, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for every Everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Over there, over there, send word, send word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music 
nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to a 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well, my advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. This is the second to last week of season two. Can you believe it? Season two is already over. Um... Practically. Next week, we're going to have our final episode of season two, and then we're going to start right, we're going to jump right in with season three. Um, today, we have McCartney Reinhardt on. Um, McCartney is a sweet, sweet girl. You know, she's an up and comer. She is going to be, if she keeps with this, right, she has the voice, she has the writing skills. You know, I I would go so far as to say that, you know, she has the potential to have those big star moments. A Taylor Swift, if you will. Um, it, it was fun to listen back to this episode when I was putting it all together. Um, you know, because she's just so sweet. You know, she really is. She She's... She's a very, very sweet young lady that, you know, I think once once she's got a few more years under her belt, she's really going to start kicking ass and taking names, more so than she already is. You know, honestly, she's absolutely incredible. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, McCartney, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, remember, we have very soon, June 11th, Wojcik's Farm, Country Jam, if you're local, whatever you know if you want to come in come in from wherever the hell you're wherever the hell you are come on down check it out we will be the host of the show um friends over at cmv thank you so much as well as dirt road scholar supply company matthew allen photography soul authentic um dirt road scholar supply company if i didn't say that one already i probably said it twice um but you know it's been a busy day of putting these together and figuring out season three um season three the lineup for that is already incredible so check it out um so yeah without further ado here are some words about what's coming up in our you know our friend mccartney reiner enjoy hey guys just firmly reminder we are coming up on our one year boots and whiskey podcast anniversary we are kicking it off a great celebration, June 11th, 
Country Jam, Wojcik's Farm, 65 Milk Street, Blackstone, Massachusetts. This is a 21-plus event from 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. Cat Country is going to be there out of Providence. Come check it out. Get your tickets. You'll be able to see Wendy and the Cultivators, Pete Tyler Band, Trigger South, the Pub Kings, Goat Roper Band, Houston Bernard, and Timmy Brown will be our headliner. It's going to be a hell of a night. Get your tickets. You're not going to want to miss it. June 11th, Country Jam, Wojcik's Farm. We'll see you there. I also want to say a big thank you to our friends over at CMV Music Network for sponsoring today's episode and helping us bring it to you. Always remember CMV Music Network. It's where musicians come to play. Hey, McCartney. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like I told you, this is this is all about you. So I want you to kind of take control and tell us your story and I'll interject with questions as as you uh, talk about who you are and where you've come from and what you're doing and, and where you're going. Okay. Well, um, I started singing when I was about, when I was probably two or three. And um, I started taking lessons in kindergarten, voice lessons. And um, I've just... I've sang ever since. I've come from a very musical family. So it's always been, I've always been around music. Mm-hmm. And um, I started playing in a band about three years ago. It was a country band. And that's when I really started getting into my music. And I wrote my first song around that time. So. That's what I've been doing for the past couple years. And then I started going to Nashville and doing writer's rounds and everything. So that that's incredible. Thank you. You're welcome. So you're originally from Atlanta, correct? Yes, I am. So how did, how did you, you know, I, I know you're, you know, in your early years of doing this, how did you, you know, convince your family to move to Nashville? Well, I just, we felt like that it would be best because the Atlanta music scene isn't, it's more R&B and rap. And it's just, it's not as good for country, I don't guess. So um, we just felt like it would be better for us to be in Nashville instead of around here. Yeah. Now, how were you going back and forth between Atlanta and Nashville before you guys made the, uh, made the move? Yeah, we're, um, we're still going some back and forth. Okay. But yeah, we did that. We've been doing that for a little bit. So, yeah. Now, is that easy for you with what, what you've got going on outside of music? Um, it's a little bit difficult with school. Yeah. Just yeah, I'm sure. It's, I have homework a lot of the time, and then, then we have to drive up there, and it's, it's a lot. Yeah, so are you spending a, most of your time, you know, vacations and 
and weekends and that sort of thing? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now, with, with being in school and doing all this stuff, how do you, how do you make the time to, to play shows? Well, I usually, um, I, my school works with me very oh, well. And they allow me to stay out some days if do just so I can like go play a show or if I need to do a co-write with someone. They they're pretty good about it. Wow. So how did you work that out? Because that that's that's unheard of in, in a lot of areas. <laughs> well, we just emailed my principal and we were like, hey, um, we told him what was going on and everything. And um, he was like, yeah, that's completely fine. Just let me know ahead of time when you're going to be out and we can work something around for you. So that's been, it's been working out really well. Wow. That's, that's super fortunate. That's very fortunate for you. Yes. I'm very thankful. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I know you've played in Nashville and you, you've done, you've done this, the, uh, you know, some of the uh, honky tonk scene down there. How does that work for you being underage and being, um, you know, getting these gigs? Uh, are there caveats to it? Is there stuff that you, you know, are there times you can play versus you can't play and so on and so forth? Um, I haven't approached anywhere yet that hasn't let me play. Oh, okay. But because of my age, but they won't let me like bring any of my friends. Oh, all right. All right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But, um, I mean, usually a lot of people there are above 21. And it was weird at first to get used to and everything because it was like I was so much younger than everyone. And that was kind of hard, but I've gotten used to it and I haven't had any problems with it. Well, that's great. That's great. So now once you graduate high school, what is what is your plan for your career? Are you going to move to Nashville full time? Are you going to go to college? Um, I'm wanting to go to Belmont. Yeah. And like major songwriting, probably. Yeah. And now- just kind of like further my songwriting and more uh, technical aspects of music. That's awesome. That's awesome. So when you're writing now, you know, how much, how much have you learned, you know, just from doing it that, you know, going to college for it would benefit you in the long run? Well, um, it's just, I don't know that much about as much as people at most of these rounds do about writing just because they've been to classes sure and like I can't since I'm under 18 they won't really let me register for any online and so I usually just get on YouTube and watch videos about it but I just feel like that it would be more beneficial to physically sit down in the class and learn about it rather than just like pulling up stuff online right 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 now, with the with the people you are writing with, what's that been like? You know, are you who are you writing with? You know, how quickly are things coming out for you? Um, it's been very influential for me. 
to write with people like it's taught me so much mm-hmm. and um it's it's been a very good experience I think and it helps me grasp ideas that I couldn't come up with on my own so I think that's been a really good advantage for that yeah now are you bringing are you bringing some of your own you know real life into these rounds and these write-ups um, and these you know songwriting get-togethers or are you kind of going based on what somebody else brings to the table um I usually bring a few ideas for what like just kind of rough drafts of songs that I've written mm-hmm. and I'll walk into a write and I'll be like I'll just throw my ideas out on the table and then I'll see what the other person has. And it just depends kind of on who, what you're feeling. Sure. More of the other person's song about something or your own song, like whichever just kind of clicks. Right. Right. Now, have you had things that you've brought to the table that, you really, really liked that just didn't pan out? Yes. Um, in rights before, I'll be like, I'll ask and see if a certain idea that I have will work. But it sometimes it just doesn't fit well into the song. So I'll, I'll usually take a line like that and try to use it in another song where it fits better Mm -hmm. in the right when it didn't flow as well. Yeah. Now, is that hard for you when your ideas don't pan out the way, you know, if you play it by yourself, you know, and you start to write a song by yourself and you're like, wow, this is really good. And then you get, you know, with co-writers and it's like, well, no, it's not going to, it's not going to work. Is that hard for you? Well, the first co-write I did, it was a little bit hard because I don't, I I had just never experienced one before yeah. and I wasn't sure how it worked really. So I was like, I didn't know much about it. So, but now it's more understandable because I know how they go more and that it's a combination of everyone's ideas. Right, right. Now, you know, there's a lot of people out there that that say, you know, you're somebody to watch and you're, you know, you have what it takes to be, you know, somebody big in this town. Um, how how do you get to that point? How did you, you know, when, you know, your mom and dad or whomever is bringing you to Nashville, like, how do you get to be, you know, in that radar for people? Well... What I've done so far, I just, when I started writing, I just, we started going up there, and I actually played my first round at the Commodore, and since then, we've just been going up, and I've been playing rounds every month, couple weeks, and just trying to release new music and write a lot. Yeah. Now, for for this year and and whatnot, is that your plan? Is to do 
is to continue to do singles or do you have an EP that you're that you're working on? Um, I'm continuing to do singles, but I would like to get an EP out soon. Mm -hmm. Like probably late, maybe early next year. I don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. But, but do you have, do you have stuff ready to go for the rest of the year or yes. is it? Yeah. It's just, um, it's just like the time it takes recording. Right. Right. Sure. Again. Now, are, are you doing your recording in Nashville or are you doing it in Atlanta? I'm doing it in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Are you able to do some in Atlanta and have it, you know, kind of ready to go for when you get to Nashville to, to clean it up? Um, no, I actually, I do everything based out of Nashville with recording. Oh, okay. But since I, with my producer, if I'm not in Nashville at the time, I'll do like a Zoom meeting with him and my voice teacher and like pre-production. So then when I get up to Nashville, we can just like go with the song. Yeah. Now, so you're what, 15, six, are you 16 yet, or are you? Uh, I turned 16 in June. Okay, so I know what it was like for me being 15, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I can only imagine what it feels like being a, you know, a 15-year-old in this kind of world, in this environment. How is that, how is your age in your, um, you know, all of that kind of played into a lot of this. Do you feel like you've had to like grow up really fast? Um, yes, I have yeah. like that because it's like I'll be recording or, or playing somewhere and all my friends will be at a football game or something. Right. Or like homecoming. And it's just, um, it's a very odd balance trying to maintain like a normal high school life. Yeah. Going back and forth and recording and playing out. Yeah. Now, do you find, do you find the decision-making, you know, to either go to homecoming or not go to homecoming for your career? Do you find that an easy um, decision to make or is it, you know, or is there a lot of inner battles of <laughs> what to do? Well, at first, um, it was kind of hard because I wanted to be a part of everything at school, and I wanted to be exactly like everyone else there, but it's just everything I do with my music, it's so, it's such a big part of me mm. that I don't want to give up that just for homecoming or a football game. Right, right. No, I totally understand that. You know, it's it's funny to hear you say that because I don't know that at 15 I would have thought the same way, <laughs> you know, at all. A little bit to get there, but. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Now, you know, you're in a very, um, you're in a very, you know, obviously an adult dominated world. Do you feel like, you've lost, you know, do you feel like you've really lost anything by, by being, you know, plunged into that? Um, I don't really feel like that. Oh, good. It's just, 
it was pretty intimidating going up there for the first time and like being around so many people so much older than I was Mm. but it's it's not anymore really that's good that's great Uh, do you find it do you find it harder to get into places and get into you know conversations because because of your age or do you feel like that's not even an issue anymore well um I haven't really run into any problems like that the only thing is just like usually at rounds I'll just like walk up to people yeah start talking to them because more than likely like you know I've never met them and they're not going to know who I am so I try to make connections and like just talk to them a lot and usually at every round I go to I try to make contacts with everyone there. Mm. so yeah I mean that's that's really the way to do it you know it really is yeah it's worked out very well for me so that's awesome that's awesome so um you know with with the whole you know high school and you know having really a you know a really blossoming career and all that stuff like do your friends treat you differently than you think they may have if you were just you know just I guess regular every everyday McCartney oh they definitely do yeah (laughs) actually um my best friend is kind of not a best friend anymore so um I run into that every day usually it's um it's just a lot of girls have issues with it oh I'm sure I'm sure I can't you know I can't imagine you know one being a girl and two being a girl in today's day and age having your kind of success and having you know other other people you know try to compete with that when you know from everything I see and hear about you, you know, there's, you're just trying to do you, you know, there's no real competition between you and, you know, Samantha and the next class over. Yeah. But I've, I've basically been going through that ever since, like I started in a band when I was in seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of backlash. It sounds like from, from the other kids. Yeah. It's a good bit, yeah. That that's insane to me. That you know, that's you know, I I guess it's just the the way you know things are now. But you know, I can't. You know, I got to give you a lot of kudos to be able to deal with that and you know, kind of say you know, excuse the way I'm going to say this, but like, screw you, I'm going to keep doing the way I'm keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, it's it's gotten a very long time to get to that point. Because at first I thought it was something that I had done and they didn't like me for just who I was. Right. But then I started realizing like it's, it's the music and they, they get upset because I'm always out of town or something or stuff like that. Right. Right. There's a lot, I'm sure there's a lot of jealousy there too. There has been a little bit. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I can imagine. Um, you know, I, I have a, you know, my oldest isn't, isn't, is a little younger than you. And I, I see the things he goes through and I can't, you know, I can only imagine, you know, if he was successful, <laughs> not that he's not, but you know what I mean? You know, if he had some sort of, you know, talent that was taking him away to do, to do that and have a name, you know, because you do, you really do. You, you know, everything I've seen and read and heard, like you are on a lot of people's radar, you know, and that must, is that intimidating to you? Um, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily intimidating. It's, I've wanted this. I've wanted to be in music for such a long time. It's just like, so it's almost a way of like, I feel like when I was little, this is what I would have wanted for myself. Well, that that's great. That's great to have that sense. Mm-hmm. And you it know. it's made me feel more fulfilled. That's great. That's great. So, what's it you know when it comes to your family? Um, you know what aunts, uncles, extended family, cousins like? How do they how do they see all of this? Well, actually, um, I had. I have a little band around here sometimes that we just like play locally Mm -hmm. and it's actually like comprised of my uncle, my cousin. Um, They're very supportive most of the time, like super distant family sometimes are really too, but um, it's, it's pretty good that's awesome that's really great now do you have um do you have siblings that you know are are part of all this no i don't have any siblings oh well welcome to the only child club we uh we have we have jackets and it only gets easier as you get older trust me (laughs) that's good (laughs) um you know the only part is is you know as you get older it's you know it it makes life a lot easier to sort out when you don't have to deal with siblings. Um, you know, I can, I can remember being a kid and, and feeling lonely. So I can only, you know, at least you have, you know, your career and your music to, uh, to hold on to. So that's great. Um, do you think being an only child that, that it makes all of this travel and all of this um, success easier for you? I think it does just like with the traveling just because I feel like if I had a sibling that like if they were not if they were homeschooled it would be okay but if they were like going to actual public school I feel like it'd be very hard to juggle like I feel like the school wouldn't work with them as well. Right, right. It it would be one thing to have you do it, but another thing to have, you know, the whole family <laughs> out all the time. <laughs> and right. I feel like that would be pretty hard to handle. Yeah. But I I think it is a lot easier as an only child. Yeah. Now, has there ever been conversation of, you know, pulling you from, you know, the quote unquote public school to you know, to homeschool you the rest of the way to 
to, you know, really allow you to have a little more freedom? Yes. We've thought about that a good bit just because, like I said, school still interfere. Right. Music a good bit, but I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of hesitant about homeschool just because even with my music, I still try to upkeep like public school life. Sure. But I think it may be homeschool more influential for my career. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you've got what, two, really two years left? Yes. I've, yeah. When I finish this year, I'll have my junior and senior year left. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so what, what do you have, what are some long-term goals that you have set for yourself? Well, I would like to just, um, play a lot more out and I would like to start writing a lot more. Like I said, eventually release an EP, um, just stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That That's great. That's great. So the stuff that you have coming out now, is there a timetable on when the next release is? I know you just had one um, with uh, Where Nobody Knows, what, mm-hmm. last week? Last week or so? Last week or two? Yeah. Um, now, are you doing like an every six week sort of thing and every eight week sort of thing? Or again, is it back to the when it's when it's ready it'll come out well we're trying to stay on like that every two months schedule Mm -hmm. it sometimes it takes a little bit earlier and sometimes a little bit longer but that's around the time period we try to do it but that's about it nice nice that's that's great that's Mm -hmm. great you know and if you have a schedule like that you know more people are are paying attention and listening and, you know, keeping you on the radar too, mm-hmm. you know, so that's great. Yeah. So, you know, I, I know, you know, it's, I know you, I'm sure you've got plenty to do and, and all that. So I thank you again for, for being here with me and, and telling us, you know, a little bit about you and where you've come from and what you've got going on. Um, so, where can we find you? How can we stay connected to you and with what you're doing and following along with everything? Well, um, you can find me on Instagram at McCartney Reinhardt Music. And um, it's on YouTube, the same. And Facebook, it's all three of those have the same username. Mm-hmm. And then Twitter. And Spotify, Apple Music, all of that. That's awesome. That's great. Um, so I I always have two questions I ask all of my guests. One of them I can't ask you because it doesn't pertain, but the other one I can ask you if you if you wear cow uh, cowboy cowgirl, however you want to call it, boots. Um, what boots are you wearing? Who's what's your brand of boots? Um, I usually like Dingo the best. Okay. Okay. I got a pair for Christmas, and those are probably my favorite kind. 
Yeah. Yeah. What what is uh what's different about them that you like that that per that sticks out to you for uh, a preference? Well, I feel like they're very creative and um kind of not um they're very different than most brands. Okay. So that's awesome. That's awesome. That's great. Well, you know, it's, I don't think I've actually even heard of them. So that's, it's nice to even (laughs) hear something different than, you know, the typical, typical ones you hear about all the time. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, McCartney, thank you so much for your time. You know, I really do appreciate it. I wish you nothing but the best of luck with everything. And as, as things come out for you, you know, please let us know and we'll, uh, we'll help you push it out there for, for the people to hear. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And, you know, we'll stay in touch and, you know, we'll, we'll chat soon. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, folks. Our conversation with McCartney. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you also had a great Memorial Day weekend. It was great talking to you, McCartney. Thank you so, so much. Um, we've got some great things coming like I said, next week is our final episode of season two. It is going to be with our really, really good friend, Annie Bropes. Annie was really kind of the push to start this whole podcast thing a year ago. And we had interviewed Annie back in September of last year. And frankly, it fucking, excuse my language, sucked. I didn't like it. I put it out because I I had to, not had to, I wasn't forced to, and he didn't tell me to put it out, but I felt like I had to. I'm so glad we have this conversation to end season two because, you know, celebrating our one year and it just, it just made sense. It just felt right for Annie to be the last conversation of season two before we started season three. And really just starting year two. Damn. Damn. Starting year two. Wow. Anyway, that just kind of hit me. I'm like, I've got goosebumps. I got goosebumps. I just got chills down my back. We're starting year two. Whew. I I just said it again. (laughs) If you could see me right now, I'm, I got chills. Wow. Um, damn. Without you guys, this wouldn't be a thing. So thank you all so much. Um, and, We'll, we'll see you guys real soon. Keep the boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass, guys. Cheers. <laughs>